All right, well, we um, looked last week at Jesus before the manger. We saw Him as the pre-incarnate Creator of all things. So when we think of that baby in the manger, we can celebrate the fact that our God, who existed for eternity past and created all things, humbled himself and became that baby for us. That he humbled himself and became that baby for us. So we looked at the pre-incarnate Jesus, Jesus before the manger. But today, I want us to look at Jesus after the manger. I remember, I remember many years ago, my dad worked at the museum in Atlanta, and they had these things called travel logs. And so you would go into a big auditorium, they had the big screens, and you would go places, and you would sit there, and these big screens, this was before IMAX, but kind of the same concept, and so they would have these uh, movie series of various places, maybe it was Africa or you know, some tropical island or whatever, and you could go and sit there, and it was kind of a first-hand immersive experience where you sat there, and they kind of took you on your own vacation, so you were going to these places that many of us, you know, may never have the opportunity to go in person, and so you were able to uh, to be there. And I guess a precursor, something uh, before virtual reality. Everything's virtual now, right? Particularly with the onset of COVID. Now we have you know everything's virtual, virtual meetings, and uh, I, don't, I don't know, maybe virtual weddings, virtual. Funerals, everything is virtual. So I want you to use some of that experience that you've had in the virtual environment, and I want you to join me this morning as we go on something of a, a virtual journey to encounter Jesus after the manger. You see, because His birth was just the beginning of His wonderful plan for us, and so I want us this morning to take a walk through the Gospel of Matthew together to encounter Jesus after the manger. So what we're going to be looking at really is just snapshots of the life of Jesus as portrayed in the Gospel of Matthew so that we might get a glimpse of Jesus after the manger. And so our journey begins just after Jesus calls His first disciples. And He went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So His fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought Him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, those with seizures and paralytics, and He healed them. Later, Jesus reclined on a hillside and taught the crowd a, 
a great discourse that has become known as the Sermon on the Mount, recorded in Matthew chapters 5 through 7. But then we pick up in Matthew chapter 8, and it says, When he came down from that mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately, I love that word, immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Next, he healed a Roman soldier's servant. When he had entered Capernaum, A centurion, soldier, came forward to him, appealing to him, and said, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And to the centurion, Jesus said, Go, let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very And Jesus goes to Peter's house where he finds Peter's mother-in-law sick and he heals her. But he also heals many others. When Jesus entered Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her. And she rose and began to serve him. That evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. Later, Jesus and his disciples got into a boat to cross the Sea of Galilee. And while out on the Sea of Galilee in this boat, there arose a great storm. You may recall Jesus, unconcerned by the storm, had fallen asleep. But His disciples were concerned, and so they go and wake up Jesus, and they're like, are you not concerned that we're all going to perish? And so Jesus gets up, and He rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Having traveled across the Sea of Galilee, chapter 8, it says, When he came to the other side, the country of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men met him there, coming out of the tombs. And so fierce were they that no one could pass that way. And you may recall the story that Jesus rebuked those demons and He cast them out of those two men and cast them into some pigs that were nearby and those pigs ran off and were drowned. And so then Jesus and His disciples traveled to the city of Nazareth, His hometown. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And he then said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. 
And he rose and he went home. You see these snapshots of Jesus as we go along. This baby that we think of in a manger has now become something far more. He's become a healer. And while they were in Nazareth, a ruler came in and knelt before him saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. And Jesus rose and followed him with his disciples. And behold, a woman who had suffered from a discharge of blood for twelve years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garments. For she said to herself, If I only touch his garments... I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter, for your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. And when Jesus came to that ruler's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion because they were mourning the death of his daughter, Jesus said, Go away! For the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose. After Jesus left Nazareth, two blind men followed him, crying out aloud, Have mercy on us, son of David! When he entered the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it done to you. And their eyes were opened. As those blind men began to leave the presence of Jesus, A demon-oppressed man who was mute was brought to him. And when the demon had been cast out, the mute man spoke. Matthew chapter 9 verse 35 says, And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. Among those that he healed was a man with a withered hand in the synagogue. Chapter 12 tells us that he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And the man stretched it out, and it was restored, healthy, like the other. Chapter 12, verse 15 tells us that many followed him, and he healed them all. He traveled to the land of Gesenaret, and when the men of that place recognized him, they sent around to all in that region and brought to him all who were sick and implored him that they might only touch the fringe of his garment. And as many as touched it were made well. Then Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. 
And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. After healing the Canaanite woman's daughter, Jesus went on from there and walked beside the Sea of Galilee, and He went up on the mountain and sat down there. And great crowds came to Him, bringing with them the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others. And they put them at His feet, and He healed them all. So that the crowd wondered when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled healed, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. Well, you may be familiar with the story. From there, Jesus goes on and He feeds the 4,000. And then in chapter 17, He takes Peter, James, and John, those among His closest disciples, And they go up on a high mountain where He was transfigured before them. And His face shone like the sun, and His clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with Him. And as they came down that mountain, a man came up to Him and kneeling before Him said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he has seizures and he suffers terribly. For often he falls into the fire and often into the water. And Jesus said, bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the boy was healed instantly. Chapter 19 tells us that he entered the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. And large crowds followed him, and he healed them. Jesus and his disciples also visited the ancient city of Jericho. And as they were leaving, a crowd followed him. And behold, there were two blind men sitting by the roadside. And when they heard that Jesus was passing by, they cried out, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. The crowd rebuked them, telling them to be silent. But they cried out all the more, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. And stopping, Jesus called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Lord, let our eyes be opened. And Jesus, in pity, touched their eyes, and immediately they recovered their sight. And followed him. Psalm 103, verses 2 through 3 says, Blessed, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases. Jesus healed the sick. He healed the lame, He healed the blind, He healed the deaf, 
He healed the lepers and the mute. But far greater than all of these was His personal sacrifice on a cross. An exchange. His life for ours. You see, Jesus healed the sick. He healed the lame. He healed the blind. But His greatest act of healing was to cover our cankerous, weeping wounds of sin with His precious blood. That was His greatest feat of healing. Lest we never forget, Jesus was born so that He may die for you and me. That is the Jesus after the manger. Let's pray. Father, You are good. We see so much evidence throughout Your Word of Your goodness, of Your compassion, of Your love for us, and the sacrifices that You have made for us, beginning with creation, and then Jesus taking on flesh that He might dwell among us and that He might take upon Himself our sin, that He may commit that ultimate act of healing, that by the shed blood of the perfect Lamb, that we may be spiritually healed. Father, as we go into the season of Christmas, Father, may we celebrate the birth of Jesus, but we, may we recognize the gift that you gave to us in that birth. May we worship, may we celebrate, recognizing that the eternal God, the creator of all things, that you humbled yourself to become that baby for us that that baby may be born, that he may die, to be the ultimate gift, the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate healing for all of us. Father, may we glorify you for what you have done. In the name of Jesus, amen.